thing to remember about a zombie? Its bark is worse than its bite. You're listening to Podcast Detected. Now, run. Hello, Runner Fives. Welcome to episode, what is this, 22, 23? I think so. (laughs) One of those of Podcast Detected. Um, Today, our wonderful topic is the villains of Zombies Run. <laughs> oh yeah, I, that's an interesting topic. Yes. Liz here from Collected Sports Bra. And Lindley here from Lindley Joe. I really need a better Tumblr name, but I don't care. No, it, it's fine. <laughs> oh, by the way, happy Good Friday, everybody. Yes. Who is Christian, especially the Protestant Christians who consider Good Friday to be super, super important, so... Happy Good Friday. Well, I'm just happy that I have work off on Monday, so. Our first fandom news um, part of today is that the Zombies Run supply pack is still on sale. You know, the one, the supply box with the nice uh, gadgets and um, all the nice stickers and magnets. That cool little notebook. That I really want to get, but I also just spent a lot of money on something and I don't want to spend 30 more dollars. Well, but here it's it's, uh, cheaper. You get a a $5 discount. So if you have not had the chance to buy it, then that might be a good opportunity. Yes, it looks really cool. And it comes in a special packet um, from Janine herself. So... I kind of think it's worth it, even if I don't have money to pay for it. (laughs) Um, And along with that, um, actually, it's not along with that. Never mind. Ignore that part. (laughs) You you tried to make a great segue. I tried. It was not great. I know. We are not pros. I know. It's a a surprise, everybody. Well, speak for yourself. (laughs) 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 um but yeah along with the supply pack announcement and everything they have also kind of announced the general release of season four and um i think the general consensus is that it's coming out sometime in this month they don't have a specific day yet though which i would very much appreciate (laughs) but um I would rather have it late and good than early and sketch. Personally. Yeah, let's hope it's it's not as glitchy as season three was in yeah. the beginning. I mean, even when there are glitches, I still really appreciate the storyline and the characters, so I guess I can deal with it. <laughs> I just hope my my super old iPhone 4S yeah, that's what that I, mean. I constantly drop and it's nearly <laughs> unusable will still will still be uh, we'll still make it through another season. Yeah, I'm just dreading the day when they say the new update won't be compatible with the 4 anymore, and I'll just have to get a new phone for that. I think 4 that. and 4S will, you know, for a year or so. I think we should be fine for the next Hopefully. season. Hopefully! <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright. Another thing that it was not on the Zombies Run Tumblr, but on the Zombies Run Facebook group, in case you don't know, there is a Zombies Run Facebook group. You can just follow it on Facebook or whatever you call it. Like? 
you like something. Like it, I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Zombies Run has this Facebook group. And uh, a few weeks ago, and I just recently saw it, uh, they asked a rather general question, which was, ahem, I'm quoting, <laughs> would, you, would you listen to an official Zombies Run podcast where writers, game designers, audio people, actors talk about all of the missions? What sort of thing would you like us to cover? And there was a lot of positive, you know... Um, How do you say? Positive feedback. Feedback. Yeah, that, that's the word I was looking There for. There you go. Sorry, it's late. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of pos uh, positive feedback on that. And people were like giving suggestions, what they want to do. And um, so the Zombies on Blog uh, Facebook, they said they might do some player call-ins or some behind-the-scenes stuff and, uh, you know, talk about missions and how they got to be and fandom stuff and that's the main reason why I want to talk about this because I'm so happy there is one person and this person replied of course podcast detected is awesome but something official would be awesome too and a few people actually liked it so shout out to that amazing person Yay! thank you for thinking we're awesome we're trying our best so what do you think about a Lindley, what do you think about an official Zombies Run podcast? I think it would be really cool. Um, it would definitely, because I know they, a couple of times they've done um, YouTube videos, like interviews and stuff, and I really enjoyed those. And so, like, more stuff like that would be cool. And, of course, if we could do a combined podcast episode, that would be really cool, too. I mean, they know we exist. <laughs> I know. So... So I'm just waiting for the day when we're, we ask, we finally get up the nerve to ask someone to interview them and they'll just be like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That would be great. I mean, I'm, I kind of, I think the idea of having a podcast where uh, we get to learn more about the behind the scenes stuff, that, that would be great. I, I would like that. And I would also, I really like the idea because that's what we kind of wanted to do when we started the podcast was uh whenever there's a new season we wanted to have one episode a week where just two people talk about the newest mission ah uh, yeah that was an idea one of the ideas we had and we just realized that we did not have the the time to to do a podcast this regularly and we were not all You know, we, could, we, we couldn't all start with the same missions because some were still in season two, some were still in season three. So, yeah, that, that didn't work for us. But I kind of like the idea. So maybe they have more time <laughs> and they will get paid for it. So that would be nice. Yeah. Like just, and, and listening to, to why they wrote this mission or, oh, we're so excited to introduce this new character that appears in this mission. So I kind of like the idea of having this mission uh, thing yeah. because we can't do it. So yeah, I think it would definitely be really, really interesting to, especially to see their perspective, like from learning about the backstories about how the missions are created. Like, because sometimes I'm listening to something and it just seems so out of the blue or like how, Did you think of that? Because I would have never thought of that. And to kind of get into the writer's minds would be 
really interesting for me at least. And by the way, there was just another comment that I found that said that I'd listen. Would you liaise with the fine folk at Podcast Detected? So oh, there's two comments should, about should, us. Should should I should I reply? Maybe I will write a reply as the head of Podcast Detective. Yes, please. I would be delighted or <laughs> yes. something like that. <laughs> if somebody from the Zombies Run team listens to our podcast, I I I'm not sure if I want them to or if I don't <laughs> Well, want we already them know to. that they do because they mention us rather frequently. So yeah, so we would be delighted to listen to an official zombies run. Yeah, it would be it would be really cool. <laughs> All right, um, what what else do we have on the fandom news? Part? Um, I think we just wanted to talk about. There's been once again some great art and stuff going around. Um, some adorable, adorable yes. comics lately. Um, I don't remember who they're by, but if you've been drawing comics lately, I've been reading them and I enjoy them. So thanks. <laughs> it's it's basically just um check out the tags yes. you know i i remember about half a year ago it was most of the, I, I i had followed most of the zombies run blogs that blog about zombies run a lot so i i hardly ever went to the tags but now there is so much going on so many new people yeah so it's fantastic don't just rely on the people you follow for for updates and news and awesome stuff, also check out the tags and you will find amazing new people in this family. Yes, and for the new people, Liz is going to update the welcome post, aren't you? See, I'm good at segues. I am. Oh, <laughs> you're good. You're getting, we're getting better. We're, we're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yes, I'm going to edit the welcome post again. Keep your eyes open. I will announce new stuff about the fandom. Uh, welcome post fandom. Yeah, and I will definitely link that on my sidebar again as well. Mostly because it's easier for me to find, but also in case you want to welcome anyone. You you link it, I don't. (laughs) I know, it's weird because you write it. And speaking of fandom projects, I will also talk about the Cards Against Humanity um, games. I will put that on the welcome post so people will know that we play Cards Against Humanity. And we played Cards Against Humanity last Friday, I think. Yeah. Oh, and if anyone has any other card recommendations, you can always send them to me at Lindley Joe or the Podcast Detected uh, Tumblr or email account. And um, I can always add more or um, I know a few other people have made uh, decks, Sleepy Empress has, and so we can always, always update it and add more if you have any more brilliant ideas for cards. Join us next month. So Anna is doing it once a month the cards against humanity games last week was a lot of fun i was super tired but <laughs> i enjoyed it anyways yeah just keep your eyes open for the cards against humanity and shout out to everybody who played last week it was a lot of fun yeah i missed it i was moving but uh when i have played it's so cool and uh we always managed to get the dirtiest things with the zombies run cards that I, that are on there it's kind of ridiculous uh, listeners, if you have, if you're working on a project, or you're planning something, or you did something really great in the Zombies Run fandom, and you want people to know, then you can always contact us, and we will talk about it in the fandom news part. Yep. So, in case we miss something really awesome because we did not pay enough attention, then oh, you can always let us know. Too true. 
Okay, so then let's head over to our topic for today, which is uh, villains. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> As always, we will try to avoid spoilers, especially on a topic like villain, which is usually closely related to the plot. So we will uh, start with season one stuff and then season two stuff and then season three stuff and we'll always announce when we move from one segment to the next so you can uh you can skip yes so starting with season one so we can just jump right into it um i mean zombies would be the big villain for season one wouldn't it yeah i guess or netrophil well, Netroville, yeah. <laughs> it still bothers me. It still bothers me. I, I, I'm i still not sure if it will come back, you know, eventually. It's, okay, it's just had so many, like, little, little snippets in each season, since the first season, I have, I it has to come back. If it doesn't come back, it's going to bother me so much. And when I go to the con in August, I'm just going to, like, bother Naomi and everyone about it until they just put it in the next season just for me <laughs> you can write fanfic about it i think the, the main season one villain is new canton yeah new canton i really liked new canton as a villain to be honest i i i think they were one of the more interesting villains in the game it was it was definitely a cool kind of um a really interesting to see like Abel which is this tiny tiny kind of township and then New Canton which is basically the giant city next door and their rivalry I mean I for one really appreciated the names um and the references like Cain and Abel obviously I kind of just picked up on the the names uh, probably mid-season mm. two, I was just like, oh, this has a biblical reference. Okay, I understand now. But no, <laughs> it, it was um, really cool because, I mean, just with those names, it kind of gave hints that these two places, even though they might get along because they have to, are never actually going to like want to work together or get along in the future. I don't know, it's definitely, because there was always also the threat that, because even though you were on Abel's side and, like, you felt like you could take New Canton on, you kind of, I kind of always felt like they're bigger, they have more resources. If it comes down to it, who's really going to win if New Canton and Abel actually have to, like, battle things out like it's gonna be new canton they just have more resources and yeah and so there was always kind of that threat that even though abel has the heart and has the willpower there's a strong chance that they wouldn't make it through a fight with new canton. yeah definitely so i i i think new canton as a villain was kind of cool and unpredictable so um it was a different villain. It was not one person. It was it was a, a collective that was strange and we didn't really know anything about yeah. it. So, yeah. And I mean, it was also like that idea that this is the middle of the zombie apocalypse. You would think people would band together and try to help save humanity in itself. Like it was really cool to see the fragmentation of these groups of people, how that 
even when you have a common enemy, you can also have things that tear you apart and create this huge rivalry. And I think that was actually really, really important during the first season especially. Um, and it had some really cool social commentary as well. But And they were the ones who shoot us, nearly shoot us in season in mission eight, which happens yes. to lead into mission nine, which is not going to be mission nine anymore, <laughs> but Oh yeah, true. We we did whine about that last episode. We'll not whine about it again. So do we have any other interesting season one villains? I think <clears throat> season one was still a bit basic on the villain side. Yeah. Like we had New Canton and we had this strange person who shot down our our helicopter and the strange person who seems to control the zombies into attacking Abel, but we don't really know anything about them. So Yeah. It was mostly just like trying to survive. I mean, even with New Canton as a villain, there were bigger things to deal with. Like, you still had to get food and fresh water and uh, energy sources and these kind of things. So, I mean, yes, there was a villain, but there were other priorities, I think. Yeah, the, the, the villain plot was more in the background because it was more yeah. about finding out how this world works. But I liked it. It was not too... There was not too much focus on... on establishing a villain and then explaining this villain's backstory because uh, there was no time in season one. Now, before we talk about season two, here's Devin for you with a review. Hey, Runner Fives, this is Devin from DevB Neo, and I'm here today to revisit the topic of zombie media because we haven't talked about it in a bit. And recently there's been a new TV show out that some of you guys might have paid attention to that we should cover, I think. So it's called iZombie. It's new on the CW. There's only three episodes out right now. And I know when you picture CW, you picture like Arrow and like, what else does it do? Supernatural. You know, like there's going to be beefy guys, probably shirtless, running around, doing something involving guns and lifting and like pretty cars. But iZombie is something completely different, honestly. It's a female-led show about a zombie in which the main character is just recently turned New York zombie. She works at the morgue for the NYPD, and that's where she gets her brains. And <laughs> say that so casually. It's where she gets her brains, that she covers in hot sauce to eat. But when she eats someone's brain, of course, because we need a wacky supernatural twist other than zombies, she gets the brain, she gets the memories of the person who she's eating, which is pleasant. So of course, now that she's doing that, not only is she working for the NYPD, she's also helping solve crimes because she can see where the person died, see how the person died, see like common memories in their life, reoccurring events, things like that. And honestly, I wasn't really sure what to make of this. I was really negative about it going in because, if you don't know if you guys know this, it's loosely based on a comic that finished a few years ago from, I want to say Vertigo, if I'm wrong, someone correct me, called iZombie, same name, it's completely different. It's, a, yes, about a zombie who is a grave digger, and she goes on wacky supernatural adventures with her two best friends. One is a ghost from the 1970s, and she has amazing dresses on all the time, and the other is a were-terrier. Yes, as in, like, a Westland terrier, like a little puppy. And they solve crimes, and they're trying to fight this, like, mummy, invisible man who's kind of, like, the main enemy, who's also kind of a zombie. And honestly, I've loved this comic book series for a very long time. It's very, like, retro, very, like, purposely B-list movie, knows what it's doing, super cliche. You know, there's a tribe of vampire cheerleaders. 
the were terrier's grandfather's a talking monkey. Um, the vampire hunters in town are ruggedly handsome and wear lab coats all the time, which I guess is like a loose, 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 loose connection to the lab coats they're wearing on iZombie. But yeah, but honestly, the show's not bad, which is surprising because the comic books I think are amazing and the show is amazing in its own right. You know, they changed the name of the main character, which peeved a lot of people, but come on, they changed it to live more because we need a pun. So I'm okay with that. Moment of silence for Lindley and her puns. Falls into a lot of cliched stereotypes, including the fact that, you know, if you cut someone's neck open, the entire inside of the car will be painted in red. But, you know, TW for anyone watching the show is it will get bloody. You will see brains. So it's a zombie show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at first I thought it'd be totally ruined for me after doing Zombies Run for so long and I and reading the comic before even Zombies Run. Because, you know, now when I'm picturing zombies sexy CW-ness, you know, kind of get, like, that Van Ark in, like, a sexy lab coat doing, like, a little, like, dance around the morgue, and no one needs that. No one needs that. So, maybe Zombies Run kind of ruined a lot of things for me in life, but honestly, I'm kind of feeling iZombie. It's not terrible. Allie from Allie and AJ is Liv Moore's best friend, and you have a lot of friendship drama, there's a- there's romance between zombies and humans, and it's chaos and what's happening. So, yeah, it's very early on in its series, but- if you guys are interested in seeing more zombie media, zombies are now kind of becoming the new hit thing. We'll see how see how that pans out. I would honestly recommend it. This is me recommending the show iZombie. Cannot believe I would ever say those words. Also recommending the comic. If you guys are more into like the retro-y or the retro-y feel or just, you know, comics in general, I suggest both. They're two very different storylines. You can read them both without feeling like anything is overlapping, really. You can do one without watching the other. Yeah, give it a shot. Let us know what you think if you guys have any different difference in opinions or... Yeah, so there you go. And that's it for me right now. I'll see you guys later. So we're going to move to season two now. So if you have not finished season two, you might want to skip the next part. <laughs> okay, so we have one message about a rather unexpected villain by um, Tiresias66. Did we find out how to pronounce that? I don't... I always, in my mind, pronounce it Tiresias. Okay. Because I'm American, so I can't pronounce things anyway. Uh, So, Tiresias66 said, My vote for most hated villain is Nan Lochlan. For what she did to that fragile child mind of our favorite trash baby king. <laughs> like, oh my god, yes, she really is some sort of villain in this story, right? Even if she doesn't yeah. appear. She is. She's a kind of like completely warped to the mind of this person. Or contributed to his warped mind. <laughs> Shout out to Teresius66. I did not think of Nan Lochlan as a villain, but she certainly is. Yeah. Ish. I mean, I have to not disagree with her as a villain, but I think the worst villain is the uh, mine that blew up Mildred Vandergraaf. Oh, no! <laughs> Why do people have to keep up, keep bringing up Mildred? Because she's the best. And I think okay. I made it worse with that stupid Yes, you did, and it was fantastic. It I, was so great. I think everybody kind of calmed down about poor Mildred, and then I had to follow this stupid <laughs> meme. Okay. Um, oh, God. No, it's just that was the most 
hilarious and ridiculous episode, and I just love it. It's probably top five for my favorite episodes, or missions, sorry. But yeah, so I just like to bring Mildred up whenever possible. We got another <laughs> message from Sweet Little Souffle Girl. And it's a longer message. I will just read out the season two stuff um, in the beginning. I admit that after three seasons, I really like Van Ark as a villain. He sort of reminds me of Voldemort with a mix of Roger DeLago's master from classic Who. This listener was not the only person to bring up Van Ark. Sam Yao said uh, that they love to hate Van Ark forever. So evil, but such a doofus. <laughs> Assaults of Thought also uh, mentioned Van Ark in their reply. So Van Ark is a favorite villain, I guess. I don't know. I kind of, I liked Van Ark. As far as villains go, I think I like Van Ark the best. Aside from, you know, the mine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, sure. But no, um, he was just, yeah, he was obviously very very intelligent but he was just enough like mad scientist kind of off his rocker and I think that made him really kind of scary for me like he had no limits like yeah it just seemed to me I haven't played season two in a while but um yeah it just seemed like he would be willing to do anything to kind of perfect this um what he was working on and um, complete it. And if he had to sacrifice thousands of millions of people's lives, he would do it. And I think that was kind of the most terrifying concept to me that someone would go so far just to um, like prove themselves right. Because I mean, if you look at it, so there are people out there who are really like that. And that's kind of the, despite that it's in the zombie apocalypse, the, um, reality, the realisticness of the character, I think, was really scary as a villain. What about you? I I liked him as a villain. I really did. I think he, uh, he was a bit of a sadist as well. He seemed mm -hmm. to enjoy a lot of the things he did. Like, in the beginning, yeah. I thought he was more like the... Um, you know, some things are worth sacrificing people for, but... As we proceed into season two, I got the feeling that he really, really just enjoys being a bad person and inflicting pain. I wanted to say another word, so I... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so especially was... towards the end of season two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what, what makes a villain really good is either if I sympathize with him and then it pains me to have to fight this person, which happens in, in many media... Van Ark was one of these people where in the end I was so mad and I hated this character so much that I just wanted to see him die. Yeah. And that I, does not happen to me a lot because I'm usually I, I like my villains with a lot of background and I like to feel conflicted about beating them or murdering them. But Van Ark, I just wanted to see him dead and I wanted him to suffer for all the pain he caused. And yes, that's good writing. especially to certain people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, um, especially seeing how he interacted with Paula and later 
um, Sarah and everyone that he was working with, like he didn't even respect them. And I think that was kind of the, what pushed me over the edge for him. Like, I mean, granted, I can't really handle someone being willing to murder thousands of people, but then when they also disrespect the people who work with them, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you draw the line. Yep. (laughs) And with chickens. Yes. And there is one more season two villain that assaults of of thought. Um, Why do I always have to read out stuff? (laughs) Um, Mentioned, and that's um, they said, my least favorite villain has to be the cannibal from Athena. He gave me chills. Yes, yeah. I understand. He was very creepy. That was terrifying. Especially in season two, they had a lot of these one-shot villains that were basically just crazy people. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, like, think how long civilizations kind of deteriorated. And it's like, it's natural that people would kind of lose their... Um, what was previously considered normal, like, state of mind. So, I mean, from that perspective, it's actually, I think, kind of cool to see people, how people change, especially with the artist. But then that cannibal guy was a cannibal beforehand, and so obviously not everyone changes. Okay, so up next we have a segment from Anna and Devin about the Zombies Run meetup in New York. Hi guys, so, disclaimer, if you feel awkward listening to this, know that we feel awkward recording it, but less awkward because now it has been two days. Um, so... The embarrassment is kinda flown away. It's kinda faded. Okay, so, as you guys know, if you are, like, listeners who listen regularly, or just, like, have listened to the last couple of podcasts, we made a very big deal about going to the New York meetup. Um, and if you are a listener who went to the New York meetup, then you would know that we were not there. <laughs> um, so we felt like we should tell you why, just because, you know, it, it might be better for, like, future events and, like, organization and stuff. Um, so basically... We weren't there because, uh, it's a bar, and, like, we're both adults, like, I'm 18 and Devin's 20, and we'll be 21 in, like, two weeks? I'll be 21 in two weeks. Yes. So we thought that this was not going to be an issue, because the place kind of has food, and generally, like, when a bar has food, it's fine. Yeah, anyone who's been around a metropolitan area, slash any Mm. place that has both alcohol and food will, you know, tell you, if the place is food, normally it is all ages except for the bar, or if it is normally 18 over, because, you know, they serve fucking curly fries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they serve, like, pizza and stuff. Like, we went online and looked at the menu, um... And we checked the venue, and, like, we literally double-checked with anyone we could on... Because, you know, we were a little wary, like, would this be a 21-plus event? Because, you know, it is at a bar. And every source we consulted said no. <laughs> yes. So, we, we checked the website. We checked, um... Like, the ZR post that said, you know, hey, come to this meetup, um, and nowhere said that it would be, like, an over-21 event, um, and so we just kind of... We checked, like, Yelp. Like, it's, it's like, we were very sure, because we were very cautious. 
Yeah, so, um, and we generally assumed was that, you know, sometimes if bars have events, they, uh, they'll mark your hand so that you can, like, go in anyway. If you're underage and they just know not to, like, serve you anything to drink. So we just kind of assumed it was going to be that sort of situation since no one had said otherwise. And then we got there and a very rude bouncer told us that we could not, in fact, come in. Um, because, very tall, large bouncer man. Yeah. He was, he was very mean and scary, and he said that we could not come in and was like, we are a bar, and I was kind of like, you know, that doesn't really imply that, like, in during events, you don't let people underaged in, but that's besides the point. Um, but anyway, so we are telling you our tragic tale, A, because we're sorry that we weren't there, um, and we said we were going to be, and B, because, you know, future events, just, like, it would be really cool if, like when organizing them everybody could know what ages were allowed at said event yeah it's i mean it happens honest to god like this is an honest mistake and whenever you're playing with places that serve alcohol it is pretty much 50 50 shot because never will they post it on the website but you know we made an educated guess we tried our hardest and we're not blaming anyone for the mix-up because it does happen it was just you know kind of bum worthy but you know we hope everyone else had a great time though Yes, um, and we'd love to hear about it for future episodes and whatnot. Yeah, tell us your stories. Tell us what happened. Uh, we stalked the Twitter as we were roaming around New York together yeah. in the rain. Yeah, so uh, basically just, like, when you're going to meetups in future or when you're organizing them, make sure, like, you know if you can get in or not and, like, make sure if it's possible that you can, you know, post whether or not people could get in. That would be nice. Like, we love the writers and no disrespect. And um, like Devin said, I'm sure it's an honest mistake, but, like... That would just be cool for the future. Um, and, yeah, is that is that all? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, thanks for listening to this awkward tale, guys. <laughs> See ya! <laughs> okay, from here on, there be spoilers for season three. <laughs> for all of season three, so... Be uh, aware of spoilers. Um, I will start out with reading out the messages, I guess. So uh, Sam Yals said, um, Moonchild is basically just a hate villain. Like, not a love-to-hate villain, just a hate villain. <laughs> Assault of Thoughts uh, said, Moonchild. That lunatic was amazing. Evil hippies are the best kind of hippies. <laughs> Anarch and Simon caused some shit, but never made run of five attack Jody and Sam. True. And Very true. And also, sweet little souffle girl said, Moonchild was pretty cool. I admit that she completely had me fooled as to her plans with the mind control, but when we finally found out, I realized that she was easily the most powerful and evil person in the story. I love that twist. In the story thus far, we haven't gotten season four yet. <laughs> true, true. So what do you think of Moonchild? Hmm, I'm kind of torn because as a villain, like I like the power aspect and I like the science behind everything and... Um, all of that, but I just feel like I could break her in half. Like, she was powerful, but then she didn't exert it in a way that felt like Van Ark kind of powerful to me. 
But then again, it could also just be how I perceive power <laughs> and it might be different than other people and that's fine. But like, I liked her as a villain and the things she did were very villainous and I appreciated that. But then the personality of Moonchild, I just felt like for me, it didn't always connect. Like, I know she was trying to make the world happy and everything, but then I was just like, maybe I was being too logical or something about it, but I was like, if you're trying to make the world happy, just leave them alone. What are you doing? Just go away. <laughs> just leave us alone. But yeah, I mean, I liked her overall as a villain. It's just her personality. I was just kind of confused at times. I liked her backstory. Um, I mean, I see what you what you mean. I, I kind of, you know, I kind of get where you're coming from. I liked her backstory. There is just something about villains like her that creeps me out. <laughs> and that's because she starts off, we hear her backstory as this sweet little girl who's very intelligent and, and needs, you know, special treatment because she's so super clever and never really has a normal childhood and then she becomes she's so cheery and so peace and love <laughs> and at the same time she does the craziest things that's that's like i think that for me that triggers the same feelings than when i see a small child in a horror movie and then the small child just has a knife and kills everybody <laughs> while still while still smiling so i think she was a very creepy villain I didn't yeah. hate her as much as I hated Van Ark, though. I Her motivations, like, according to her, her motivations were okay. Like, it she was just trying her. to make everyone be happy. And, like, when you put it in the simplest terms, it's just like, okay, I can see that. I can agree with that. But maybe you're going about it the wrong way. Like, so it was easier not to hate her, whereas Van Ark was just kind of like this crazy lunatic and mm. just, I, ugh, I, I hate Van Ark too, don't worry. I think one of the big differences for me between Moonchild and Van Ark was also Van Ark got kind of obsessed with Runner 5 because Runner 5 kept, you know, screwing up all the plans he made. Yeah. So he realized, oh, that is a kind of talented runner. So he became interested in Runner 5. But Moonchild, she she was interested in Five from the beginning because of somebody telling her that the number five would be important, which is this weird obsession with Runner Five. There is something odd with this woman and I don't want to be close to her, which is kind of scary because then you get very close to her. So uh, We did have quite a few villains in season three. Yeah. I think we can count Simon as a villain. Kind of. But was he ever really a villain? He was just kind of a dick. Like, he... <laughs> True. <laughs> whenever he did something, it was whenever he knew that it wouldn't actually cause, like, complete chaos in Abel. Like, when it came down to it, everything that could have hurt Abel, he chose not to do. And he came back when he could help. Like, so I don't know where to place him in season three. And then we have Amelia. I still don't like her. Like, and I know she helped us, but I still don't like her. Yeah, but she, she, she started out as 
as a villain, basically. Yeah. And then kind of joined that Simonish group of people that are not really our villains, but yeah. not really our friends, and we don't really know what to do with them. Yeah, like the whole kind of the enemy of my enemy is my friend concept. Like we had a common enemy in Moonchild, so even if we didn't like it, we had to work together. Kind of how we were working together with New Canton, even though we didn't always like it. And later with Nadia, even though yeah. she tried to kill us. <laughs> we forgot about Nadia in season two. I don't know if she's a real villain. She was in the first, like, five episodes. She, 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 she is, yes. I, I, I forgave her. She gave me the... She gave me <laughs> the Project Runway, Project Runway DVD, so I forgave her. <laughs> so she will not count as a villain. And then we had Comancis as a whole, like, in the beginning, Comances. obviously. Yeah, I I don't really know what to make of Comances. I really thought that they were kind of going to be this overarching thing that caused everything and were the problem. But then it turned out that even though it was a specific scientist from Comances that was the problem, it wasn't Comances overall and they were just kind of trying to be helpful, but not going about it in the right way. I mean, I guess kind of like Moonchild, but... But like they it, did have a satellite dish on their company building, and it was looked like a roller coaster. So yeah, I, I mean that's <laughs> that's an evil company, right? That's like Wolfram and Hearts. Yeah, evil. they're definitely not a good, good company. If you're a good company, you don't have a big satellite dish on your rooftop and have to cover it up so it looks like. But you might have a roller, a roller coaster. coaster. If you're a cool company. True. <laughs> we should send this idea to Apple headquarters. Yes, I'm sure Google's already working on it. <laughs> but then again, if you have a satellite dish, a hidden satellite dish on your building, there's something wrong with your company, then you're not one of the good guys. Just saying. Yeah. Unless you're using it to broadcast like free Netflix everywhere, then you're okay. Yeah, Commanders is kind of evil as well. We did we did have um, that guy who tried to put Jody in jail. Ah, uh, yeah. Was, well, he wasn't a real villain, but he was a dick, and he wanted to just murder her without trial or yeah. anything. So that's there were a lot of like is that almost villains in this season. There were just a lot of assholes. Yeah, like in season two, we have more the. Interesting, we have these crazy side villains, like mm -hmm. the, the, the lion lady or the tiger lady or whatever she was, who wanted to feed us to her Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> cats. Sorry. And the artist lady. And in season three, we have the dickish side villains, like, you know, that guy. <laughs> and then we have the, the guy who asked Zoe on a date. Uh, yeah. What was his name? Oh. Pop-Tart really hates him. I think Moonchild is our main villain, but she she did, as just as Assault of Thought said, she, they did very well um, setting her up as a side character that kind of reappears later and yeah. then suddenly turns out to be our big, big villain. I, I yeah, didn't... I tell you, out of every character in this, like, <laughs> she was the last one I would have thought of. Oh, we had the Kraken. Is the Kraken a villain? I really think it was just like a poor, helpless, confused animal that got dragged into the middle of all this stuff from humanity and didn't know what was happening and it just got scared and 
that ended up causing a ton of chaos. Poor Kraken. I know. Right Poor, out of Poor, terrible, terrifying animal. Right out of a Jules Verne novel. Yes. <laughs> into the Zombies Run app. <laughs> so that was it uh, for our episode for this week. It was episode 24 and we talked about villains. Sorry, I had to rephrase that quite some time. That's why it sounds so strange. We talked about <laughs> villains and in the next episode, which will be our 25th, we will talk about parents. All Aww. kind of parents. Not your parents. You can talk <laughs> oh, about man. Your, I mean, you can talk about your parents as well. Fine. Uh, we would your talk- parents survive the zombie apocalypse? No, my oh. whole family would die instantly. Oh, yeah. My dog would never die, though. He would survive everything. Of course. Of course he would. Because <laughs> he's a dog. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we will talk about parents. And we will talk about Zombies Run and parents. So, Zombies Run characters who are or were parents. We will talk about Zombies Run characters' parents. And if we think they're still alive or what we know about them... So send us your headcanons and send us your thoughts and feelings about parenting and the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> parenting and the zombie apocalypse. That's the new book that we're also releasing. Uh, that's it for us, from us, for today. I'm sorry, it's really late. <laughs> and happy, happy uh, Good Friday. If you celebrate it. If you don't. Happy Friday. Stay safe, guys. Stay safe out there. Podcast Detected is a non-profit project brought to you by way too many people in a com shack. Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start. Music is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler. Questions? Want to submit a story or need more information? You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected or email us at way too many people in a comshack at gmail.com. No runners were harmed during the making of this episode. Because I mean Eugene doesn't have any kids. Except in that amazing, amazing fanfic, but he doesn't have any kids, so he wrote the cooking book, so who will write the book about parents? I think Phil might write it, even though he doesn't have kids, I think he would just write something like that. Yeah, he would. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would. I can almost imagine him talking about it right now, actually. <laughs> okay, keep your thoughts for the next episode, Linda.